Thank you for joining us today on Salon Sluice. My name is Leslie and my co-host is Melissa. I want to remind all of you who listen to us on a regular basis, or maybe this is your first time, to please follow, subscribe, like, share, whatever the case may be for the platform you are on. Now we do post these episodes on YouTube with video for those of you who'd rather watch. We enjoy making these shows, but unless you interact with us, we're not sure if you do. So please jump on your social media and let us know. You can find us under Salon Sluice on almost any platform. Now we hope you enjoy today's show. Thank you. Hello, Salon Sleuth fans and Leslie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Melissa. Are you? I know that you're excited. You got some sports stuff going on. Ah, March Madness. Oh my gosh. Do you watch March Madness at all? Um, I'm guessing that's all something <laughs> to do with sports. Yes. Are you crumbling paper right now too? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I was <laughs> crumbling plastic, but I'm no longer. <laughs> You guys don't even know our listeners. She's constantly fiddling. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Stop, stop doing what you're doing. I'm like texting her. Stop doing what you're doing. Doing that. Oh, you cracked me up. It's like, you just have to start doing it once, once we start recording. Well, I just realize how good our speakers are, I guess. Exactly. Okay. So March Madness, very exciting in our house because since the kids were, I don't know, like in their early teens, we started a group of March Madness, you know, brackets, doing the brackets. And so we do it with our kids. It's my husband and I, and, um, my best friend, um, and her son, and then my two kids. And then sometimes we've even included other people. Um, but this year it's just the five of us. Wait, okay. Four, wait, Melissa, what, what is March Madness? Shut up. No, like I hear that term, but what is it? <laughs> okay. Oh, Leslie. I, I know that has to do with sports, but that's all I know is like, I think it's football. No, it's oh, basketball. It's even, okay. It's sorry. Basketball. Okay. So in college basketball, the NCAA throws a tournament and I, I cannot even tell you I think it's 16 teams times four. What's 16 times four? I don't even know. Um, so many teams can qualify and then there's some that get to play in. So like, you know, if you're one or two in your, in your division, then you automatically get a berth. And then um, if you play in, you have to beat the other team that you're kind of tied with. So just like a tournament you would do for softball, you know, softball, right? Okay. So it's the same thing, but what happens for some reason in college basketball, like number 15 coming in, in that bracket will beat the number one seed in that bracket, like just crazy flip-flops of these teams that you expect to just trample everybody, um, or the opposite. You think that they're just going to lose like immediately they end up you know, winning. So it's called March madness because literally no one can predict the games and who is going to win and who is going to lose. And I just love college sports because they're just so much more authentically, I don't know, rich, like they're not professional athletes. So just the shit that happens, I don't know. It's just really, really fun. And so they call it March madness, the mad March madness tournament, um, because it just, for some reason, it just has a historical, um, 
you know, historically has just been crazy, like that these teams win or lose. And when you hear Cinderella teams, that means a team that is ranked very low comes in and beats, beats a very high ranking team. And so that happened yesterday. Um, and it's just super exciting. So Oral Roberts is the name of a college. And I, I just, for the listeners, I put it on like while I'm trying to work in the background. So I just kind of hear, I like having noise when I'm working. Um, and so I had this Oral Roberts game on and I've never heard of the college Oral Roberts. And I'm just thinking they're talking about a player. And then finally of all, finally I'm looking up and I'm like, okay, oh, okay, that's Oral Roberts. Oh, okay, wait. They're all named Oral Roberts because, you know, they're the, the names on the back. Well, some teams have their specific names and some teams have the college name. So the whole time I've been thinking they keep saying, oh, Oral Roberts, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think they're talking about a guy. No, no. <laughs> they're talking about a team. So that was kind of the blonde moment for, for me as I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a college. But they won. I would say, Melissa, I wouldn't expect that out yeah. of you. For sure it, it is. I mean, would you even think, I mean, Oral Roberts is a guy's name. It just doesn't seem like, I don't know. It seems yeah. like we should have followed it with college or something. I don't know. But anyways, the yeah. Beavers, the Oregon Beavers played last night and this is the first time they've been to the tourney in gosh, a long, long time. And they actually won. And then um, this morning at 9 a.m., the Oregon Ducks played, which, you know, I'm an alumnus. So we were all very excited. My daughter still goes there and my husband is also alumni. And so um, we woke up this morning, we had green and yellow pancakes and, you know, I'm dressed in my uh, jersey. Yes, it is a football jersey because that's what I wanted to wear today. Um, but we watched that and yeah, just it's just fun. And so we have these brackets, right? Where we've picked who was going to win and who's going to lose. Well, all of our brackets are shot this year. Like with COVID, it seems like there's been more upsets than I ever can remember in March Madness. Well, I had a client this morning wear green yeah. and I was like, oh, did you wear that on St. Patrick's Day? And she's like, well, I'm wearing it for March Madness. And I didn't ask her because I was like, I don't want, this is going to sound really stupid if I ask her what that is. <laughs> But I knew like Christy had um, mentioned something about the beavers yeah. last week on Facebook. So yeah. I was like, okay, I think it might have something to do with that. I'm not really sure, but I didn't know it was basketball, but yes, it is. So like, okay, when it comes to like professional basketball, is there something that they call that? Well, there's the playoffs, but no. Okay. okay. Um, so the closest thing I would say is last year, it was 2020 during COVID, the teams bubbled, the professional basketball teams bubbled and they did like almost like a March madness where each team they played every day or every other day or whatever, you know, and they played a bunch. And I was like, why don't they do this more often? Like, this is so fun for us viewers to like, know that we have all these games to look forward to. Yeah. And what happens is so Friday it started and they play multiple times a day. Like you can watch game because there's so many games, there's so many teams. You, they're just like one after another until like, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow. And then we start going days between because we start ferreting down the number of, of teams. So all of these teams are hanging out at some place. Yes, in Indiana. Yes. So like your, your jersey says Pac-12, is that yes. equivalent to professional football 
No, Pac-12 is the league we're in. So this is the Pacific <laughs> League and we have 12 teams. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to have to have a sports. We'll do that um, in, a sports time. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're in the Pac-12. There's 12 teams. It's um, us and the Beavers and UCLA. UCLA is still in. Um, and the other cool thing is Gonzaga, which is a private school in Spokane. They have had kind of always been really good and they had like a streak of just like amazing years and they've been a little bit like not as hot lately and so they're doing really well like they were a number one seed team coming in a lot of people think they're going to win the tournament they are still in if they win i've got one bracket or i've got one um yeah one bracket having them win it so we usually do two brackets a piece um which probably means nothing to you you're like what are you talking about <laughs> You lost me at the word bracket, right? <laughs> I just, when we played softball, I'm like, so just tell me if we win this one, do we play another game? Yes. Like, and they're like, yes, we play two more games if we win this one. I'm like, okay, when do we get to go home? Like, do yeah. we have to lose this one? Like, I'm really not. So, you know, on the wall, when you go to those softball tournaments and they yeah. have those brackets, yeah. right. you basically for, for purposes of March Madness, you fill those all in where you think everybody's going to win, who you okay. think is going to win until you get to the championship. And oh. so that's why it's fun is because people guess and they make sometimes educated guesses and sometimes complete guesses on. So you could lose your bracket right away if you do. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Pe people have already lost their brackets. Okay. Um, Eric lost his bracket because he had Illinois winning the championship. And so that bracket's already gone. Um, actually, I think I had one with Illinois too. Yeah, it you can lose your bracket almost immediately. That's why okay. we do too. That, that's why I never gamble. Like there's no way yeah. I could ever figure out that kind of stuff. But then it kind of reminds me of that movie Moneyball. Yes, it is. Where they go in and they're finding these like key players that you were that were kind of unexpected. Well, what's fun about this, I do, I do admit um i used to go through and like pick every team and like i'd give it thought and like see if i could you know do some sort of psychic mediumship you know and most of the time i am just scrambling to get it done so there's auto picks so if you want to do it with your family you could just do an auto fill and it would okay. fill it for you and then like i changed my auto fill because it didn't have the ducks winning the first round which ended up being um the other team forfeited because of COVID. So the Ducks did get to go to the next round. And then the Ducks won this morning, which I didn't have them winning again. Um, so you can change once you do an auto pick, then you can, you know, kind of change a few games yeah. or say, oh, I don't really like this. You know, I want to do something different. So adjust it. Somehow. Yeah, adjust it. So it is kind of fun if you ever thought you wanted to get into it. But then, then when you're like, when people are like, okay, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? You know, you'll look at your bracket. You'll be like, okay, I'm look, rooting for Syracuse, you know, whatever. So clearly you did not work. Now here's the big topic that I have after this week. Did you hear about the March Madness NCAA tournament for the women as compared to the men? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> and you maybe have, you just didn't absorb it because you didn't know what they were talking about. Okay. So the men, March Madness is huge. I mean, people go to Vegas every year to place bets, to watch March Madness. It's usually been in Vegas, the tournament, you know, some of the games and stuff too. So people will flock to Vegas for March Madness. Well, um, so it brings in a lot of money. I'm not going to lie about that. Well, 
some of the women have posted pictures of their weight room at their NCAA tournament compared to the men's weight room at the NCAA tournament. The men's room is like a conference room size, like, like a full basketball court or bigger full of weight equipment. The women's side is, and I'm not even shitting you, one like triangular um, holder of free weights. <laughs> That's, That's it. Yeah. And so people started posting it. Then the, the, the ladies were posting what their dinner looked like. And it looked so disgusting, Leslie. It looked like those TV dinners you get as a, as a kid yeah. with the Salisbury steak with the little, the little like indentation, like divot size pokies in it. You remember that yeah. meat that you'd flip over? Oh, yeah. like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It looked like that compared to the men's, they have like a walkthrough buffet with like, you know, all these hot dishes that they get to choose from. No, no. The women were getting basic TV trays. So do you cheer on the women's so yeah, we are because as much as you do the men's. Yeah. So, so no, not as much because it's just not set up for that, but we have been watching the women play as well. Um, mostly because our teams, you know, that in the PAC 12 have been in there. Um, we've been watching volleyball too. So we've been watching a lot of sports. Um, but that's the problem. But so this is what happened though, Leslie. So everybody starts posting this saying, look at this disparity between the two. And of course the NCAA came out and said, well, you know, we, you don't bring in as much money and we didn't have as much room. Well, then the ladies showed how much room they had and it was just completely empty on the other side. Mm. So shout out to Orange Theory and Dick's because Dick's Sporting Goods, they immediately responded via Twitter and yeah, you know what, this helps them. This is great advertisement, but they, 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 um, put their money where their mouth was. And they said, immediately we are sending, um, equipment and, um, uh, gear to the women's NCAA tournament. But then where does that stuff go at the end? Like, they'll take they it back until next year. No, they'll probably take it back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I applaud, you know, Dick's and Orange Theory for doing the right thing. And, you know, it, the question, I guess, is the people organizing this, could they have not reached out prior to this to Orange Theory, Dick's, you know, whoever else, big five sports and said, hey, will you guys donate some equipment that we can have at this tournament um, for these women? Like, it, it just really seems like Somebody should lose their job over this. I hate to say it. And it's all at the same place? No, different places, different places. It just yeah. sounds like some guys like, you know, they're, that's all, they're good over there. That's, yeah. Know, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's pathetic. It really is. Bad. Yeah, it is. Well, so. so our world is these days, like nothing's fair right now. And correct. everybody's like, you know. Stuck. Well, and you're not going to get away with it, right? Oh, right. I mean, it's probably been that way for years, but now yes. it's just like brought it to everybody's like attention, attention. Things are not fair. Yes. Life is just not being fair for yes. a lot of people. Yep. Yep. I was looking on our, um, you can see where people have viewed, uh, we're watching us from. Yeah. One of them is from Bandon. Bandon, Oregon. Which is really close to where that yeah. baseball field is. 
Yes. So you better watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, oh shoot. Oh, Someone, like that's that's paying the, attention. Uh, that's Lori Cox. No, Deborah Cox. Yeah. Well, if I go missing, you're gonna know who to look at first, dude. <laughs> I just saw that the other day. I was like, oh shoot. Okay. Wait a second though. Before we go to our story, yes. you have also got to tell the story that you were, we were, she was, she and I were in the salon when you guys all want to know why we're called the salon sleuths, because this all, this whole idea started in the salon. And we thought, well, wouldn't this be cool to like record in the salon? Well, then we realized there's a whole lot of sound problems and <laughs> there were other people in the salon, which didn't really make it conducive. You flipping had me in stitches last week when we were talking in the salon, what was the story you were telling me? Oh, well, there were a couple, but it's all over the same person, which was my dad's girlfriend at the time. My dad's now passed away. So his girlfriend, Susan, which I think anytime you say that name in our household, everybody cringes like, oh, <laughs> um, Susan was a terrible alcoholic and she came to visit with my dad um, at Christmas time. She'd been here, I think twice. And she's just really um, a mess. And not only does she look like she's a mess, but she is a mess. And so uh, which part are you talking about here? Cause there's like, uh, I mean, there's so many. Well, I will blow it if I tell you. I okay. mean, you want me to tell the story? Well, okay. I'll tell the story the grandma, of like when we're having Christmas dinner. Yes, the grandma and, story. Yeah, so we're having Christmas dinner and I have like 22 people in our house. And we don't have a big house. So when you're in the living room, you can basically see the kitchen and you can see down the hallway and you can see the front stairs that go to the front door. And I have a friend who <laughs> says my name <laughs> to get my attention. And I look over at him and he kind of like does his head like movement, like to the hall. Yeah. Like so I take follow a look, him take to, a look. I follow to the hall and my dad's girlfriend, Susan, is standing in the hall. <laughs> okay. And by that time, when he says that, everybody looks at me, then follows his head to her. But now we're all looking directly at her. And she's leaning up against the wall with her pants around her knees. <laughs> like everything is down around her knees. Wait, her underwear too? Everything. Like she, oh! can, yeah. It, but she's kind of leaning over. So you can't. Oh, necess- I was going to say, were you know getting what's happening. Bush? Like what was going on? No, like I think she was leaning okay. over, so her shirt's like down. You couldn't see, but okay, you could okay. see that she had bare legs, and <laughs> you could see that her pants are around her knees. So I kind of go over and block the views because as you're walking down the hall, like anybody can see her. And you have littles. You like have little kids, and so yeah. does this other guy. I mean, yeah. and we have guests. Like we have people yeah. that aren't related to us here. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, some of this would sound normal for our Christmas, but then when you don't have people who are used to this, it seems really odd. And she's just blotto and nobody else is blotto. Oh, she is shit faced. So I stand in front of her and I can't get her to walk. So I have to kind of roll her back into (laughs) the bathroom. And I basically, I wanted to just shut the door and turn off the light and let her like figure it out. But I just told her like, don't come out until your pants are on. This is what you told me. You go, yeah. You need to go back to the bathroom and not come out until you get your pants up. And she goes, yeah. well, that's why I came out because I couldn't get them back. up." He's like, I tried. I'm like, well, you cannot come out until you succeed. Like 
stay in the bathroom until your pants are on. So I was mad. I was like, oh my God. Right. So she finally, does your dad see this? Like, is he watching his girlfriend make a bloody fool of herself? I think this is normal for him. Like, I don't know if he realizes this is a big deal. He's probably a little drunk too. Um, given these are probably the only two drunk people at Christmas. Okay. And so she eventually comes out and I'm just like not giving her eye contact. I'm not even looking at her. She goes and sits down next to grandma and grandma is like 90. Right. And she has dementia. Yes. Yeah. She's, she is no longer there. She's the sweetest little thing. Um, okay. but she will, um, kiss about anybody. Like <laughs> she just loves everybody. And then I look over and grandma and Susan are making out. and then susan looks at me and she goes she's a good kisser (laughs) i'm like she's my grandma like what are you doing like the whole thing is terrible she okay but tell the best part that you said about that when she said she's a good kisser you said grandma doesn't have any teeth (laughs) like i don't know like yes she didn't have her teeth in of course how many teeth like she's my grandma why are you kissing my grandma okay so she's really by blood she is uh michael's grandma right your husband right okay is he there does he see them making out well um i i don't i'm sure everybody saw it like there's no way around that we are all just like horrified we're trying to like separate them because grandma she loves everybody like and honestly she would have clearly if anybody in her right mind she would have never in a million years you know and the poor thing's now no longer here and she's probably cringing that i'm telling this story but um susan was a big mess she still is i'm assuming but I mean, like she peed my sister's bed. She, <laughs> but I'll tell that story too. Cause okay. So we kicked her out of her house. Her out. She kept smoking pot and then denying it. Right. And, and you're like, like, look, you know, we don't have a problem with you smoking pot, but not in our house and not in front of our kids. Like, you know, our kids are here and you're like, we can smell it out in the family room. Like we don't want And she's kids. like, oh no, it's not me. And I'm yeah. like, what are you like a 15 year old <laughs> kid lying? Like I can smell it. Like, are you? And my husband and I would just look at each other like, oh, there she goes again. Like, but I also kind of think she would um, black out and then do it. Maybe she doesn't even know she's doing it because when I kicked her out and she went to my sister's house, my sister would catch her at the dining room table, like at three in the morning in the pitch dark, drinking a bottle of wine. Like, but she's like, I don't think she knew she was doing it. Like she's passed out doing it. Well, and so then she goes over there because you kick her out. So I kick her because she's smoking pot. Right. So your mom, so or your step, not even stepmom, just girlfriend and dad go to sister's yeah. house and they sleep in oh. the sister's beds. No, it's like an air mattress. Okay. Oh, so she okay. Pees that's the better. air mattress, right? She pees the bed. But yeah, then, so she, like, instead of like collecting the sheets and throwing them in the wash, she tells my sister, oh, it's Okay you know, I just leave the covers off. It'll dry by the time I go back to bed. Oh my God. So when you say so something, did she, did she admit that she peed the bed or did your sister figure it out? I, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is they, they both know that somebody had peed the bed and it wasn't my, it wasn't my sister and it wasn't my dad. Like, because you know, like, can you imagine going, Hey, I peed the air mattress, but don't worry. 
like it'll, it'll be dry, dry when I go back to bed. So I the only thing I can tell. think of, that's somebody who does it on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Like, um, okay. And you know, from having kids, when they pee in a bed, ugh. even if you would let it dry, it is nasty smelling. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, no, I, you had me in stitches. I was just like, oh my God, that makes <sighs> me laugh so hard. That's why I, I can see you rolling her like a boulder, yeah. like a clock across the wall back into the Because bathroom. she was so drunk, she couldn't stand on her own. So she needed the wall as support. <laughs> so I just kept rolling her up against the wall until she made it back into the bathroom. And I can see our mutual friend going, Leslie. Yeah. Doing the head oh, yeah. tilt. <laughs> Ew. Well, I'm just like, who does that? Like, who comes out of the bathroom? Melissa, invite me over to Thanksgiving with all your family and all your friends. And then when I come out of the bathroom with my pants around the knees, like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, okay. I, I do get a little funny. My girlfriend says, you know, I have one drink and I'm halfway to a bad decision. Um, which does make me laugh. Cause she's kind of right. I'm a total lightweight, but I have done funny things and I, I'm an oversharer. So I would have no problem like <laughs> coming out of the bathroom, not with men, but like with women, you know, going, I'm having trouble getting my pants on or what, or pants up or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's just embarrassing, especially when that isn't the vibe of the party. Um, <laughs> You're like, you come out. I got a new freckle. Yeah. <laughs> you about this. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, never mind. That's just dirt. I mean, uh, but you know what? Those are funny moments, not like sad, disgusting. You're such an alcoholic moment that it's just, it's just sad and embarrassing at that point. Like kind of pathetic. It was really bad. I mean, the whole time she was here was just like, we kick her out for smoking pot. And then she tries to give my husband a big jar of pot at, when they're leaving. Cause you can't take it on the plane. Right. Yes. And Michael's like, I know I kicked you out of my house. No, you said you would take it. No, you said, <laughs> and they're like throwing this jar back and forth. And I'm just like, what is going on? And then she realizes because my sister's like, no, that's my boyfriend. You told my <laughs> boyfriend you would take, he'll take it. The, she's just a mess. It's just gross. Uh, well, that actually cracked me up. I was no. just like, you need to tell that on our next podcast. Oh, well, I can find lots of funny stories to tell you then because uh, there's lots. Yeah. You need to bring those on people. Oh people God. need a little laughter in their life right now. It's um, really speaking bad. of which, speaking yeah. of which, um, just a little follow-up on the, um, fauna fry case. I have been listening to, okay, listen, I listened to that jazz interview. Yes. Do you That's think she went on her own okay well tell our listeners what you what yes exactly tell you tell our listeners so i downloaded that book and i started reading that book too oh the book that she was reading okay dad you got to tell people okay so i think it's what nowhere to be found is a local woman it's a dean Koontz book okay but wait you're you're conflating the two things nowhere to be found is a podcast a new woman that's doing a podcast down in eugene she did the michael bryson case she's really good Uh, yeah she's good and she does like seven parts about this person that's missing where we you know spend one episode talking about it um so she's really digging deep but anyways she did michael grayson and then bryson sorry wrong i said that wrong and then she um the fry fry family or i guess the fry friends tried to get her to do fauna's case so she did 
So she's been interviewing, or I was listening to the interviews with the dad and friends and family, the same people that, um, we had actually done interview with too. She interviews, but she does the dad. And in one of the episodes with her dad, I found it like an aha moment that the car, when they found the car inside the car was a box of dark hair dye, but it was unopened, had not been used. And they, they being Fauna, the dad and the brother Dallas had been all reading the same book, which you apparently yes. downloaded and listening to, or are you reading it? I don't know. I'm um, an audiobook. Okay. About this guy who basically is like telling you how to get no, off the grid so it's or Coons book. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. So let's, let me go to my library and find you the name of it. It's a silent corner by Dean Coons and he's just like a, a crime writer. Yes. But it's about, and I've only got to the beginning of the book because it kind of just already follows what she's saying, but she's trying to figure out um, like the murder of her husband, I believe. And all these people are dying, but it has to do with this one cult. But what she goes in, like she, she drives her car, she's using cash so that nobody can track track her. And at one point, like she can't um, change facial recognition, but she can change her outward appearance. Right. So like she cuts her hair shorter and she dyes it black. And then, so she's been reading this book and did you hear in the dad's interview, he says she also had a BMW, but she took the older car Yes. because of the, what did she say? Because the system, the tracking system or something. Yes. Yes. They, They mentioned that. And then. Did you hear that he said that there's, she's possibly with somebody else? Yes. So there's more to it that we are not, we don't have all the information. Correct. So she might be traveling, but I also think she had like a nervous breakdown maybe with well, all the things that had happened. Yeah. There was like, um, there was a kind of, it sounded like a little fallout between her and him though. Yes. Well, it sounded, it sounded like, cause he says it, he's the one who, who admits it. He says, um, after Dallas's death, because, you know, she went missing, what, nine days, eight, something like the 10 days later, yeah. um, after Dallas's death, he, she gets really upset. I even said this in one of our last episodes that he gets really upset. She gets upset with him about the divorce, about him divorcing the mom and how that whole thing went down. And he says, we were not in great, on great terms. She was very mad at me. Um, so yeah, that's new information. But like, that was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, like the divorce was a while ago. So it's like, she's bringing up old stuff. Like, correct. Like she's so upset and and everything's just coming to the surface. And um, she calls him. And then when he asks, how am I going to get a hold of you later? Like she didn't really answer him. It sounded like. Correct. And then she was just off the grid. Well, and why would she only take $200 though? Well, he said she probably had more on her. Oh. Like that's not all the money she had. Like, oh. he's, it sounded like he, she could have had a lot more with her. It kind of sounds like he's still looking for her. It sounds yeah. like he knows that she's just out there traveling. And like, when I look at the different places that have listened to her, that, that particular episode, mm-hmm. I'm like, she could be one of those people that have heard this. She Googled her name and she's listening 
to kind of see for sure. And he mentions Idaho specifically. Oh gosh. Yes. He does mention Idaho, Idaho, but he also mentions, um, God, what did he say? You just reminded me of something. Oh, she was talking about like, he never got really into this about the whole angels and all like the, the spiritual part of her that like her mental state at that time. Yes. It was kind of, um, she was looking for a higher, a higher being or a higher purpose. Right. There was something going on there too. So that's why I think she was kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah. I didn't finish. I haven't finished that um, interview with him. So I think I haven't heard that part yet. It just kind of said, well, they don't really talk much about it. It, Like they they mention it. Like they mention the book, they mention little things, but they never like fully get into like, wait, wait, I I want you to talk a little bit about more about that. And it never happens. So well, and he also mentions that she could have traumatic um, amnesia. You know, when people go through these traumatic events, like the loss of her brother, you know, she could have some sort of amnesia. Okay. So like, let's just say you have a mental breakdown and then you go to this place and you find this woman who you feel is like you're, you know, calling or whatever. Right. Like she could. Which is the, um, what's her face? like cult type place that like, um, you know, like Desiree, Desiree. in the woods and they, you know, they, you know, she could fall into that type of that group. She could for sure. Because didn't we discuss, Oh no, that's not maybe right up there, but I was going to say, there's a lot of down in Josephine County. There's a lot of, um, pot farms, but I don't, I think mostly where she went missing is a lot of mining minors you know but she could be anywhere yes she That's could. And the dad was saying like I, i'm going left she could be right like he yes. goes it just doesn't make you know but then somebody knows that car was there like even if she drove it there and hitched a ride somebody saw her leave that area and if somebody took the car there and stashed it somebody well, knows he implies that. that she's with somebody yeah she does well they had they had a there was a tip right or there was some something that he didn't really expand on why they she may be with somebody yeah I think there's more to it we just don't know it all and I I instead of worrying that she fell in a hole or something I think right. she's just maybe with the wrong people or she may feel she's with the right people yeah yeah I don't know I do I did think all those things that you're thinking I just I don't think, I mean, unless she has amnesia or something, I just, I don't know. Cause like, let's just say that she thought that lady was a, you know, sent for her. Like she's, you know, was sent that lady's in jail though. No, but, but if she was in that frame of mind, she could have met somebody else. And then just like, you know, she feels like she's um, like fulfilling her destiny. Yeah. Or maybe that um, this is where she's meant to be. Right. Right. And so, and if she's happy, she's not going to reach out. Like, I just, let's just hope that, that that she's just kind of brainwashed or mentally ill or. Yeah. I hope you're right. I just, I don't have very good feelings about it. That that's when I was like, okay, do we need to call Jeanette in on this one? Well, we could definitely ask her. We need to ask. I think she moved. She, she was kind of um, really busy there for a while, but I think she's now maybe settled again. So it might be worth it. 
we, we are going to talk about a big case that we don't normally do. We don't talk about national big cases because we feel like, you know, every podcast out there is going to cover this one, but you and I have been talking about this case a lot. So this story is extremely complicated. I have listened to so many podcasts. I've listened to Dateline. I have watched, you know, things on this. Um, so I'm going to try to the most, the most simple, the simplest way kind of outline it. Okay. Lori Vallow Daybell is the woman who recently you guys may have heard, um, her two children went missing, but what I'm going to, I'm going to start back from the back or from the beginning of her marriage with Charles Vallow. Um, in 2006, Lori married her fourth Yes, that's right. Fourth husband, Charles Vallow. She had a son, Colby, who was, you know, like a late teenager, I think at the time. He was probably like 17 or 18. She had a daughter, Tylee, and her daughter was with Joseph Ryan in 2014. And I'll tell you a little bit more about him later. So when she mar married Charles, um, they adopted JJ. Now, JJ is not their biological son. He is the grandson, this is where it gets confusing too, of Charles's sister, Kay Woodcock. So her husband has a sister. The, sis, the sister's grand, let's see, child has a child. And so now it's the sister's grandchild. Charles and Lori decide to adopt JJ. JJ has um, aut autism and he's definitely a little bit of a handful, but um, they really like from all accounts seem to really be being a good parent to him for the first few years. So that's 2006. In 2014, the Vallos moved to Kauai in Hawaii. This is where you, they start to jump around. So I'm going to kind of give that timeline to you. In 2014, they moved to Hawaii. In 2016-17, they moved back to the States to Arizona. On April 3rd of the following year, 2018, Tylee's dad passes away from a parent heart attack. And again, that was Joseph Ryan, who she um, had had Tylee with. Now, this is 2018. Now, sometime in 2018, Chad Daybell and Lori start showing up on these video podcasts together, and they start talking about the end of the world and the LDS principles, which is Latter-day Saints. Now, this is what I'm going to say here. Lori has now become part of the Latter-day Saints. She has met Chad Daybell, and Chad Daybell is an author and he has started to promote slash um, preach about LDS principles with a twist. He has added in zombies and the end of the world discussions and talk about what to do about these zombies and just kind of overall gotten a little group of people together, which I'm going to call a cult because that's what it is. But he's kind of went off, off the, the normal rails of LDS and has, has kind of started this little group. And Lori just sinks right in and she just gets real comfortable with him. 
And they clearly start telling the people in this group that they were married in a previous life, that they're meant to be together, um, you know, just a whole lot of stuff. Okay. So that is in 2018 at some point. Now in 2019, in January, Charles Vallow, which is her current husband is seen on a body cam in a video pleading for, um, the police to help him get Lori into mental health. He says, there's something wrong with her. She's not right. She's talking about zombies and the end of the world. And you've got to help me, please help me help my wife. And officers determine that she's of normal state of mind and they or, or so does the community bridge mental facility. And I don't exactly know how long she spent there, kind of how she got there, but he does get her at least looked at, at this mental facility. And they say, you know what? She seems of sound mind. So that's January of 2019. Now, February, a month later, Charles files for, for divorce from Lori. He claimed that she saw herself as God preparing for the second coming of Christ. He also said that she threatened to kill him if he got in her way. Well, so in February he files, but he stops the divorce proceedings at some point claiming he was trying to make it work. But in the time that the divorce is proceeding, Lori disappears to, to, to Hawaii for like two months she leaves the kids with other people and she's just, she's just gone. So that's in, in around between February, um, by June, I'm introducing a new person. Lori's niece, Melanie Boudreau demands a divorce from her husband. And immediately Brandon is like, what are you talking about? This is a complete shock. I thought our marriage was fine. But he claims that his then wife was affiliating him, herself with Lori and Chad Daybell, and they had the similar beliefs and had joined a cult. So that's what he says. So that's uh, June. Now, July of 2019, Chandler police get called to a Chandler, Arizona home of Lori Vallow and her brother, Alex, had shot and killed her ex-husband or soon to be ex-husband, whatever separated husband, Charles Vallow claiming self-defense. Okay. So they were going to get a divorce and he stopped the divorce. Now she's back in town from Hawaii after the, or, you know, two or two months rendezvous. And now Alex has accidentally killed the ex-husband. So now a month after this, so this is July. This is why this is so complicated. Everything happens really fast. July of 2019, a month later, Lori Taylor, which is her daughter, JJ and Melanie Boudreau, her niece, they relocate, oh, and, and Alex, sorry. They relocate to Idaho near Chad Daybell. Now Chad is married. He's been married to his wife since 1990. They uh, had married in Utah. They had five children and they moved to Idaho in 2015. So they've only been there a few years, but seemingly everyone says they were very nice people, very unassuming. You know, they knew he was an author, but whatever. So September 3rd, Lori enrolls JJ in school in Idaho. 
September 8th, Tylee, JJ, Lori, and Alex visit Yellowstone National Park. And this is said to be the last sighting of Taylee, the daughter. On September 9th, just the next day, phone records place Alex, which is the brother of Lori, and Chad Daybell on Daybell residence. And eventually, this is where Taylee's body is found. Okay, on the same day that police records show that Alex and Chad were both on the property, Chad texts his wife saying he shot a raccoon and buried it in their, on their property in their, what he quote unquote said, pet cemetery. Um, didn't want her to be alarmed by that. Just so you know, you know, it's, it's okay. I shot a raccoon and I buried it. So anyways, eventually in the same location, location, police would later find Taylor's body. So less than three weeks after JJ had started at the local Idaho school, Lori unenrolled him and said he would be being homeschooled. Tylee was never enrolled in any Idaho school, even though her mother, Lori, had claimed that she was actually at college in Idaho. So now October 1st, Lori rents a 10 by 10 storage unit. Camera surveillance shows nine visits to the unit, some with Alex, her brother, and some appear to be with Chad Daybell. On October 2nd, just the next day, Brandon Bordeaux was shot by a driver in a Jeep. The Jeep was registered to a dead Charles Vallow. October 2nd, the same day as Brandon was shot, Lori orders a new wedding ring on Amazon using Charles account that she shared with him, which had been all of the emails had been forwarded to his sister, which is again, Kay, who is the grandparent of JJ. So she gets this email saying, you know, thanks for your Amazon order. She opens it up. She sees it's a friggin' wedding ring. So of course, and she's been trying to get a hold of JJ throughout this whole time. She freaks out. Um, and she starts calling police again, like, look, what is going on? This ring was later seen on Lori's finger at their, at her beach wedding, which I will get to. So that was October 2nd, by the way, October 9th, just a few days later, Tammy, Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife calls 911 saying that a masked man had shot her with a paintball gun on October 9th. Sorry, that's 10 days after October 9th. The paintball incident, Chad Daybell calls 911 saying that Tammy has died in her sleep. Investigate, investigators rule the death natural. Okay, so now Tammy's dead. On October 25th, a friend of Tylee claims that she received a text from Tylee's phone. Within weeks of October 25th, Chad and Lori were married in Hawaii on November 5th. And over the next few weeks, Chad would tell people that Lori had no minor children and that Lori tells people that Tylee died years earlier. On November 26th, local Idaho police do a welfare check for JJ at the request of the grandparents, as you recall, called Kay and Larry Woodcock. Lori says, and actually you can hear this on um, YouTube, by the way. Lori says that he is in Arizona with her friend, 
Melanie Gibbs. Now that's another Melanie, not to be confused by the niece, but another Melanie who was part of this little cult with Chad Daybell. And that he is attending his old school because this new Idaho school, he wasn't doing well. The one he'd only been uh, to for three weeks. But this isn't true. JJ isn't with Melanie. And um, the following day on the 27th, the police come back with more questions after confirming that JJ is not in Arizona with Melanie. And they find that the Daybells are gone. Chad, Lori, they've left. They've flown to Kauai. Hawaii. And they had no children with them. So on the 26th was just, geez, uh, nine days later, Melanie Gibb contacts the Rexford police in Idaho to say that she's been asked to lie about the location of JJ. Um, they have that also on, on audio that, uh, Lori was asking Melanie to lie about that. Tammy Daybell's body on December 11th, um, is exhumed again. The results have not been released to the public, but they have been released now. We just don't know what the outcome of that autopsy was, but obviously we're, we're all suspicious that Lori and Chad played a huge part in her. Because Chad, death. he also had premonitions. Oh yes. They, they he said his wife was going to die in a car accident because he told a friend that and then it turned out I just have a feeling that I, I think he mentions that she's going to die in her sleep yes and even Lori will has been found to have said things to people like she said that her ex-husband Taylor's father was going to die yeah and then of course he died so there's been a ton of that and also like what I haven't covered is all this discussion of zombies so um Lori was telling people like Melanie Gibbs that uh, JJ was a zombie, Tylee was a zombie, um, that Charles Vallow, her ex-husband, was a zombie. So she had Have been. Have you seen like how they he charted everybody? Did like he no. actually went to the family and then like gave them all certain numbers? I've heard of this, but I haven't seen anything. You've seen it? Yeah, um, I've seen it. I wasn't sure which one you were talking about. So he calls people light or dark. Yes. And then he says that, that um, depending on where they are, it's, it's I think, a one through five uh, categories. Okay. And depending on who they are. So let's, let me see if there's a name I recognize on here. Um, well, how about Tammy Daybell? Okay. Let me just see if Tammy's on this list. I think this is actually her. Um, the the Vallow's the woman her family Lori so like we've got Tylee who okay. is considered a 4.1 d for dark yes okay so then let which me is zombie to... right well it didn't it didn't ever say exactly zombie but okay let me tell you let me go back to my pictures um because it does say and I don't know if if this is is this a Mormon thing or is this more of a it's not a Mormon thing. Uh, it's not. Okay. No. Because like, I didn't know if it was, you know how like, um, different rungs on the ladder. Yes. Yeah. It's not that. I do not believe so. Okay. So it says, this is what he wrote. He writes, most LDS members are a level two. Most bishops and ward leaders are a level three. Most stake presidents 
and general authorities are a level four. Most apost- apostles, mm-hmm. how you say that, yeah. are a level five, and a few are a level six. The dark side can only match light numbers, not to exceed them. This is where this is why there are a few fives on Earth now. It is limits the dark power. Twos and threes are fluid and can change sides during Earth life. Four point ones and above had made com- covenants, 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 right? yeah, covenants to their side, and they rarely switch sides. So, it oh, so you're like- either you can you can be a two and be either light or dark or or switch. Right. But if you're like, uh, as you get closer and closer, three, four, five, you're like stuck. You on that side. You stay so it'd be like a reverse um, graph. You'd have zero in the middle and it would go negative five, which is let's say dark and then positive five, which would be light. Right. Okay. And so let's just say this was a bracket. Yes. <laughs> like, so <laughs> it starts at level two and there's billions of people in level two gotcha. and there's males and females and you're either light or dark. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to a level three, it says there are about 700,000 males and 2.3 million women that are in this level. So t- according to this, Tylee is one of 130,000 females, but she was dark. Like, so they're, they're light and dark. Does it have JJ on that number. list? What's that? Does it have JJ on that list? So, yes, I think I saw his name on here. Let me see. Um, okay, her third husband was a 4.3, but okay, so JJ, would that be Joshua? Yes, Joshua. Joshua Vallo is a 4.2 L. He's a light. Oh, why'd they come? Um, so Cole, wasn't that her oldest son? Yeah, uh, Colby, yeah. Um, well, this just says Cole, so I don't know if that's oh, oh Colby Ryan is a 3 L. A light. And I mean, he does her whole family. This goes back to like her great grandparents. Lori's a 4.3 light. I don't know. That Melanie is a 3L. And her husband, Brandon, is a 3D. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. So he just. I did hear about that list. Melanie talks about that list. It's on Twitter. Okay. Melanie Gibbs, which is the friend that was asked to lie. And she was part of this group. She's the one who talks about that list. Um, yeah, very interesting. So, so I should just finish off the timeline here. Okay. Um, December. So December 11th, Tammy Daybell's body is exhumed. December 12th, Alex Cox, which is Lori's brother who clearly helped with a lot of this stuff and killed accidentally, supposedly Charles Vallow. He dies under mysterious circumstance in Gilbert, Arizona, and later was ruled that he died of a blood clot. Yes. Which I find really interesting because he also lived in the same town where he could have driven the car that shot Brandon. Um, the, uh, ex or the husband of the other Melanie. So I kind of find that interesting. Oh, maybe we need to get rid of him. So now, cause that was December, a whole lot of like little things and investigative things go on in December. And then 2020, January 3rd, the FBI serves a warrant on the Daybell home in Idaho. Now that's the Daybell home that Chad and Tammy lived at. Okay. Right. 
because now Chad's already moved on. He's got a new wife, but different, different wife. January 25th, the Kauai police present Lori and Chad with a notice that they must present JJ and Tylee to Idaho police in five days. On January 26th of 2020, the Idaho police searched the Kauai rental car, rental home, but they refuse to say where the kids are. So Chad and Lori still refuse to say where the kids are. On January 30th, Lori misses the 5 p.m. deadline in Idaho to present the children. On February 3rd, East Idaho News visits the storage unit and finds all of the kids' items, toys, personal belonging, clothes, everything. They find Tylee. Oh, they, uh, so that was February 3rd. On June 9th, they find Tylee on the Daybell property. And there is audio um, of Lori saying that she was going to kill Tylee's father. Um, so now, now let's talk about like the nitty gritty stuff that you, that you. Well, and they found JJ too on the property. Where did they find JJ on Same the place. property? They were on the, both on the property. Um, so Tylee, um, from what I heard, there were just pieces of her flesh some bone where JJ was actually wrapped in plastic and had duct tape. So he was more preserved where she was not. Is that because she was dark? Well, it could be because, um, and I don't know exactly, but there's one of um, Daybell. So he had, he wrote these books, right? And the people yes. were following him and they would go to these book talks that he had at like different um, wards, right? And he had these like groupie girls. And one of them was this lady that's on YouTube. She does this interview and she never met Lori, but she definitely had like this thing with the Daybell guy. Right. Yes. And she claims that he came onto her one day and she strongly denies that she, she was like offended that he had done that. It almost looks like she was, she, um, I think she had a crush on him actually the from what it sounds like she sounds like she's was jealous of Lori, and i could be reading into that but the way she was saying it is talking about it it sounded like she was a jealous girlfriend but she was saying she's like mentions in this interview a little bit like how to get rid of like the bad people where oh. you almost have to dismember them and do certain things so i wonder if he That's had done rude. that in order, you know, like to Tylee had to be disposed of in a different way because. Yeah. Well, of, but then there's this also the thing that Gib, um, he told Gib that JJ had become a zombie. Oh, sorry. Lori had told Gib, Melanie Gib, that JJ had become a zombie. And that because he was sitting watching TV and he loved Satan and his increased vocabulary meant that he was a zombie too. So I don't well, know. He's probably just a kid playing video games like most yeah. kids that look like zombies. <laughs> um, but I, I did, and I don't know for sure, but I did hear that he was actually found wrapped in plastic and there was, um, he was well preserved. They were able to find his whole body where mm. Tylee's not, it's not the same for Tylee. She might be spread around so a little sad. differently, um, which is really sad because I think a lot, the grandparents, everybody was really hoping for, you know, and a good outcome. Somebody was texting on the phone. Yes. Responding off of Tylee's 
Charlie's phone. Correct. Right. Yes. So the, the brother Colby, um, I saw the interview with him as well. And um, I know that was sad. He, he didn't even know his mom had gotten married to Dave. No. Like he, right. he's like, who is this guy? Like, I don't even know who this person is. And they would used to talk like on a regular basis. And then all of a sudden, but it sounds like she kind of had an obsession with him for like the last four years. Like yes. she started reading all, all of his books and then giving other people his books. And then um, finally got to meet him and then kind of like traveled with him to spread the word. Correct. And then he, they even joked, like the husband even joked, like, are, like, are you having an affair with this guy? And she, they would laugh it all off. But I think she had always kind of liked him. But, yes. you know, Lori, she married a lot of people. Yeah. Like, um, so this would have been, Chad would have been her fifth husband. Yeah. It sounded like um, she's just looking for something, a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And then she felt really important with this guy. Right. Like, I, you know, if he brainwashed her to believe that she was one of the chosen ones that they've had all these, you know, and it's funny because they were married in a previous life and yeah. Part of me is like, okay, um, Melissa, do we sound like these crazy people when we talk (laughs) about these things on our, I know. So like this, we've talked about this before. What, what does it take for someone to believe in this stuff? And what are the characteristics of somebody who believes in this stuff? Because if you start talking to me, I mean, the funny thing is, if you start talking to me about zombies, I'm going to just start going, what the fuck are you talking about? But if you start talking to me about spirit guides and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm with you. Or angels or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm with you. Like why? Well, maybe now, but like 10 years ago, if I would have mentioned that, you might've been like, what the hell? This girl's crazy. No. Not you 10 years the, ago. I had an well, experience. I, I think that I always. But there are people that hear yes. us that think we might be a little like over the top. Okay. We're yeah. like, and you know, and it probably took me a while to get to this point. But then I even talk to people who then start talking about different dimensions. And, the, and then I think, well, there's crazy. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you know, um, I, like I my son and the whole alien. I'm like, oh, I can keep up for a while. And then all of a sudden yeah. they lost me because they're like, they just went off the deep end. They, these people are really <laughs> nutty. But then I'm not, I'm not that much less nutty than the, than them either, because right. I do it's a different nutty. Well, I think right. some of that can make people really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so is she, she is probably not much different than us other than the subjects different. Right. Right. Because we believe in this and we believe it to be true. She also feels that same way about whatever subject that she's thinking of. So is it far-fetched to believe or to understand why somebody would do that? Like, just because I believe this doesn't mean I'm going to go join a cult or leave my husband and, you know, find some guy who believes, you know, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But would you, if you like completely became devoted to the person who was telling it all to you like he was the messiah and you know he's telling you that your husband is bad and evil because a b and c d and you're like well he does do a b and c d and you know oh my gosh i'm starting to see it like i don't know um i don't know because okay so then i just recently watched it's a fake documentary okay called um the confessions of a time traveler 3036 Okay. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So I'm watching this video and I'm like, 
oh my God, this is really freaky. Like, is this real? <laughs> and then I finally had to Google it. And I'm like, okay, so it's not real, but they make it look so real. And the, the way they present it. So I suppose if you if the person was good at what they were doing, manipulating and storytelling, right? maybe you could believe anything somebody told you. But I always tell Ella, like even on like TikTok or whatever it is that you're watching or reading, you better do some fact-checking before you start spreading this out. Right. Because I mean, that video, it freaked me out. Like he's saying things like, you know, you know why we're wearing masks now we'll always wear masks because our air quality is so bad because the radiation that we've put into our world which you know we think the 5g is really great but all that did was just amplify the the radiation in our air which <laughs> is leading to this other thing and then i'm like oh my god like so when people were talking about the whole 5g thing i'm like is that what they were talking about the radiation like all of a sudden i was like is that what 5g is like <laughs> And then, and then you're like, holy shit, we are putting a lot of different things out in the world, right? Like I'm texting you is that there's also a beam of radiation going along with that. I don't know. It started to freak me out, but I'm like, could that be what happened to her? And she believed it? Like, and so this was fake. You were, you were watching yes, this. It is so. a fake, but I think it's, it was really well done. It's kind of like one of my favorite scary movies is called the fourth kind. Okay. I don't know it. And um, it's really well done. It's about a hypnotherapist up in Alaska and the way it's done, it's so good. Like you're like, is this real? Because it's about alien abduction and it's just, it's the way it's done. It's really well, really well done. Um, I do recommend that. I've actually put a group of people together and we watched it together in the conference room at Club Sport. So but what's your feeling? Is your feeling that are you getting at, you think anyone is capable of believing anything? I think or, a vulnerable person or somebody who she already um, read all his books. She was yeah. already a fan. He knew it. He's like, okay, I'm going to feed her the right lines and I'm going to get her to kind of step up with him and be this leader of this group. And they probably thought they could get away with all these murders and they probably could have if not so many people died because everyone around them is dying. Right. If the kids didn't go missing, I bet you anything, they would still be actively recruiting people and doing their, you know, worship or whatever they do. Like, for they sure. Also thought, wouldn't, didn't they think the end of the world was like June 2020? Like when that date it passed, was, it was, yes, it was. I want to say Melanie Gibbs was saying that too. I want to say that. Yeah, I don't okay, remember so what when the that, date was. That date came and gone. Are they like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. That didn't work yeah. out. Which is kind of like that other cult that we did. Um, the March. Remember the one down in uh, California? And the, oh yeah. Yeah. The Haley, Haley Bob or Hal, yeah. Haley Bob. That group. Whatever. Yeah. Like that date came and gone he just kind of keep changing it but there's a new one there was a new one um for trump supporters that something was going to happen in march and I, I can't even remember what silly thing that was what it was going to be a big huge deal and uh trump was going to be put in back into office and blah 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 this is total conspiracy stuff i think they're both crazy i think um so how do we know we're not crazy this is my question and no, how do we, i know we are because I had okay so we're I, not going to kill people and we're not you know like 
the sad thing is they probably don't even know that they are right like i mean like the guy who who blew up the winnebago in nashville because he believed in zombie or not zombie uh lizard people like i just don't know what what people believe this shit and then i go well am i capable of believing it i mean i do believe in you know spirit or it's something and- that i already believe in yeah not yeah. like 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 spirit guides or I guess I guess it comes to how harmful is it to believe in a spirit guide you know I well I think if your spirit guide's telling you to do bad things right right that would be an an indicator that maybe things aren't right that we need to kill these people right like even people who believe in in heaven and hell and and god or or messiah or whatever like I think it only becomes a problem when they start doing really bad things in the name of it. Well, and even if I think, oh gosh, we could just go on and on and on about this because like, even if they are, they're not doing anything evil, they may be um, almost judging other people because of what they believe, because they, even if it was not in a negative sense, but to the point where, they're not accepting of other people because other people don't believe what they do. Okay. So what's your feeling on judging people? I feel like we all judge everything. Like I'd like to say I don't judge people. And I know that's not true. I know it from every core of my being. And I just don't know that there's someone who doesn't judge people at all or doesn't judge things that people do at all. Well, I think it depends on what it is that you're judging, right? I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, is it? Yeah. Am I judging on like the choice of jersey that you put on today, or am I? (laughs) Am I that the look, the hairstyle, the glasses, choice of career, or that that you married? Like, I mean, it's not like it just. I guess it depends on what it is, and you know, I feel like. especially now people are so highly in tune to those things that it's really hard to make those mistakes without somebody pointing them out. Yes. And um, I try not to be judgy. I try to be accepting of people, but I'm sure I slip up all the time or I say things that are offensive, but I don't, I would never intentionally do that. Right. But, um, I wouldn't either. I just think I'm being funny. And then I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that meant that. Well, okay. Like the ghetto. Did you even know that the ghetto was a, I didn't, I didn't know the ghetto was a thing. The ghetto. I joke that I'm, I live in the ghetto of like, yeah, you want to stop saying that now. I know it really makes my neighbor mad because she lives lives Um, in the ghetto with you. Right. So remember, um, in the beginning I did that interview with that guy who, uh, claims that he saw an angel he is yes. a very well-established attorney in downtown portland yes or probably was he has his own plane he's done very very well for himself yes. his daughter had died in an, a terrible accident and he went to that fast food restaurant which he said he never did but something told him that he needed to stop there before he got on his plane to fly to california and he saw this guy, he's dirty, he's big. And he's like, ugh, like, ugh. And he cut in line, not realizing he cut in line. And then afterwards, like looked back at the guy and said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But he goes, when I walked in the door, I judged him by what he looked at, liked. Right. And when the guy touched his shoulder, he was like, he goes, 
overwhelmed with emotion. Like he's like this guy touched him and it was like, um, he was touched by an angel. Like he went to his car and just didn't, couldn't stop crying. Yeah. Like, and at that moment he realized I can't judge people anymore. Like right. he didn't. So I don't know, Melissa, I think we do it. We don't even realize that we're doing it. Right. It or is that just like, what makes us thinking people? Well, and maybe that's what also keeps us safe. Yeah. Right. Like we don't, not everybody's a bad person. Not everybody's, you know, they don't, they may look mean, but they're not mean or like, who knows? But I think some of those things keep us safe from things to protect us. Right. right. And, yeah. and if we do react, it is out of fear, most likely. Right. The fear of an unknown or the fear of not feeling safe around a certain group. I don't know. I don't either. Somebody I do know that those two people these... are evil. Yes. I oh think, my gosh. I mean, did she kill them or I think it sounds like, okay. So when I, I think she had her brother doing a lot of the killing quite honestly, Al, because he was uh, like on the spectrum as well. He was, um, a little odd. He, that, was? he um, it sounded like he was, um, kind of like Daybell were, um, socially weird. Oh, okay. But he was trying to be um, an actor. He um, did stand-up comedy a little bit. Well, um, he was very much her protector, I know. Yes. Yeah. I think she could manipulate him pretty easily. Yes. And um, when they were in Hawaii and the police went up to them for that first time and was like, hey, where are the kids? Yeah. They said, you know, they asked her where the kids were. And um, he said the guy the the policeman said that his all the blood left his body he, he turned bright white he couldn't even respond and Lori grabbed his hand and just walked him through the parking lot like she just went on with her day like like this is yeah just she's another. a stone cold yeah yeah Where he looked like he was guilty like he was like oh crap i'm caught right and she's like come on honey let's go like who gets married on the beach for the fifth time? Maybe you do, and it's been number five all by yourself, no kids. You know who with a with an Amazon ring, no less. <laughs> that you ordered before your wife was dead. <laughs> yes, you mean you're you know, no. Yes, you're right. Before the wife was dead. Yeah. And with your husband, your ex husband's account. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's horrible. You're right. That was before the wife was dead. Because oh I think she died shortly after that. Yes, she like, did. She did. In yeah. her sleep at 49 years old. I know. Out of natural causes. Like, so Melissa, yeah. when I'm going to be turning, you're 49 right now. <laughs> Dude, so I'm maybe, 50. I just turned oh, okay. 50. <laughs> like, okay. So if you like one day, like didn't wake up, I would be like, this is not natural causes. Okay. So have you heard the story of me having a, uh, a uh, pot brownie? <laughs> Recently? <laughs> well, it was a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, let's just, you know, let's just try this, you know. So both Eric and I have one and clearly and the whole thing. Well, yes. And in fact, I had part of it and I was like, oh, nothing's happening. So I'll just eat the <laughs> other half. Well, we came home that night and it took like four hours to really hit me, right? Well, we get home because we'd been out and we didn't drive, by the way we had our daughter pick us up, which was stupid. She's like 19 years old. She has no idea that I am just like spinning out of control. Right. But we kept it together. I come home and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. 
and I'm upstairs and Eric comes up after just like talking her ear off downstairs. He's just like, I'm like, you need to shut up. Like, so anyways, he comes upstairs and I go, okay, I just need you to know that I'm going to die. And (laughs) I just wanted you to know. And he goes, you're not going to die. You're just high. And I go, no, I'm going to die. And you're going to feel very bad when my cold body is laying next to you in the morning. <laughs> Ew, that is yes. And he's just like, no, honey, you're okay. And I was convinced Leslie that I was going I'm to gonna wake up. I, I, it was so weird. It wasn't like I couldn't breathe. It wasn't like I felt bad in any part <laughs> of my body. My brain was just telling me, oh, you are going to die. You're going somewhere else. Yes. Well, yeah. Brandy, she tells the story. It is so funny because this is the best part about working in the salon. You get all these different stories, especially when you work with other people. Yes. And I'm just doing nails. I'm listening, right? And I, you know, you try not to be obvious. My back is to her. So I'm just listening away. And she tells the story how like she had an edible and she's supposed to be eat like, you know, a quarter of it. And she ended up eating like two, like, you know, <laughs> six times as many as you're supposed yes. to have. She somehow managed to get to the bathroom, which then she tries to call help. She calls somebody, she texts them, help, I need help. And she's, she's not even in the concert. Like she's just in the bathroom at the concert. Oh, she's at a concert? She's at a concert at the Coliseum or wherever. <laughs> and she's with a friend and they don't even go to the concert. She calls for help. And then somebody picks her up, like a friend of a husband's friend comes to get them. Then she's like worried because she left Jeff's car there. And then as she's going, she's like, oh my God, what if this really isn't the husband? And they're actually (laughs) being kidnapped. And like, she's just telling the story and I'm just like dying laughing. Like the whole thing, it just led to one thing after another and how in your mind at that time, you were like, like something serious is going down. Yes, You're just getting a ride home. Like, Well, that was the other thing is I had four thoughts. I don't even remember what the four thoughts were now, but one of them was that I was going to die. So I had four thoughts and they were, I was rotating through each of the four thoughts. So I would think I'm going to die. And then I would think, um, what was the other thing? Oh, um, Eric kept saying he wasn't high. And so that was my next thought. And then I had two other thoughts in there and I kept literally going through those round and round. And when I get to the last one, then I go back to the first one again, it was the weirdest thing. So I totally get it when she says like he, she kept having these irrational thoughts about, well, what what if it isn't the husband? And then she'd probably think about some other things and she'd go back to, but what if this isn't the husband? Right. So what if like in that state, like we think that we're being kidnapped or we're thinking we're going to die. Like that's very real at that moment, right? It was very, very real. So what if Lori Vallow feels like what they did to the kids was like actually valid because they really truly believe in this other thing that he had, you know. Well, then she's in a constant state of being high. (laughs) And, and they need to stop old. giving her the edibles. <laughs> and the thing was like, before that, she was like, she was on Wheel of Fortune. And she won, was, she won $17,000. She up. was in a beauty contest. And I believe she I did won. Know that. Yeah. She was like this mom that was like, everybody went to her because she was this great mom. And then is there a point, like, I do know, I've, I've seen this where there's like these moms that do everything for their kids. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm out. 
I'm out. I'm done. It's yep. my turn. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Could that have been what happened? And so she fell hard for this guy so and are you... believed everything that he had to say. And only to, the only way to be with him is if you do believe in all of that. Are you implying that maybe she had some sort of miswiring or chemical imbalance in her brain, similar to when you've had an edible? I mean, that's clearly like some sort of chemical imbalance right or maybe she just had some sort of internal trauma breakdown of some sort where she was that super mom forever and then she's like okay i'm done i met this the man of her dreams for the fifth time for the fifth time right so she met this amazing man and now she's going to believe him wholeheartedly everything he says like I don't know. Really this is where the cynic in me just goes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I think she's just batshit crazy. Like they have I, to be. You, there's no way yeah. you could like do that as yeah. a really like you know the. I mean, I woke mom. up the next day going, "Oh yeah, I, that was an irrational thought. <laughs> I wasn't gonna die." <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like you almost need to write down all your thoughts in that time because are, yeah. are these really good because they they seem really good at the time well did are we, they did really we, good or you're just like haven't we know. talked about when i had surgery like a couple years ago and i was on uh tylenol 3 with whatever codeine or tylenol 3 i don't remember and i had a, like i started writing down all these amazing inventions didn't i tell you about those i think you did <laughs> and then afterwards do they make sense like well they kind of made sense but i was like yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> But they sound so amazing at the time. They sounded so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, oh my God, these are great ideas. Yeah. And then it just kind of <laughs> was not as great. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. All right, Salon Slew fans, we want you to stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open 